Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one COVID Conversations, because we have some conversations that we're going to have about the Rona. The Rona. Coronavirus. <laughs> That's the song I've been singing. I don't know. I made it up. Yeah. But well, it, when you're stuck at home yeah. with nothing else to do. And you're just lamenting coronavirus. That's the song <laughs> I sing. I just walk around going, coronavirus, why won't you go away? Um, I bet there have been a lot of people who yeah, the made l- up. The lament of COVID. Made up songs about mm-hmm. their experiences. Because it's been, this whole, I, I just have a malaise about me now. I don't know if it's because it's the winter time or if it's because the stress of the holidays or whatever, but I certainly am feeling the COVID exhaustion that's happening. Yes, for sure. Well, it's been an incredibly long year so far. God. You know, and it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I mean. I mean, apart from a few things here and there, and we did get Trump out of the White House. Yeah. Well, he'll be out He soon. will be. Um, You know, it's been pretty shitty. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's been such a claustrophobic experience that everything's sort of shut down and you can't see as many people. And, and, and if you go do actually something, I don't know about you, but I feel guilt for being out, you know, and feel like there's more that I should be doing to protect people around me from the virus. And We don't go out, though. Well, I know, but I mean, even when, when you have to. When those moments arise, when we have to, like to go pick up groceries or whatever, we make it quick and we wear masks and we don't linger. We don't dilly dally. I guess what I'm saying is I've never spent my life analyzing every like thing that I do under the lens of like, is this going to kill people around me possibly? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having to spend your life for any length of time being hyper aware of your choices and actions is exhausting it is it was really exhausting that's what i mean i'm I'm just worn out by the whole lot of it i find myself more worn out by others this week i learned that for the most part humans are garbage <laughs> yeah and i'm mad about that i'm mad both because they are garbage but also because i didn't know So I've spent the majority of my life genuinely and honestly believing that people are, most people, are at the core good. Ah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. So I feel somewhat lied to. It's like when you first find out that Santa isn't real. Yeah. It's like that shock. Yeah. And that's what's happening with me. Yeah, that's that's. I find that really interesting because I'm not sure whether or not people are good or bad or neutral, uh, but I know that... I've been on all different sides of it. At times, I've thought people are born neutral, and then whatever happens to them in the world determines whether or not they're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then I've thought, nah, people are just born pieces of shit. And then there's been other times where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> people seem to be born pretty good. Or, or there maybe there's a mix. All I can say about the truth of the matter is I try to operate as if I believe people are good, even though I probably don't. Like, I might intellectually, I'm like, yeah, most people are pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. But 
if I carry that out into the world, then I'm going to be shitty. So right. I have to operate under the false knowledge that everyone is pretty right. good. And yeah, that's kind of where my mind's been mm-hmm. this week too after having this revelation. Yeah. is like, okay, well, what do I do with it? Yeah, I think that's what and you do. And I don't really want it to affect how I treat others. Right. And once this is all over and we are through this, I still want to connect with and relate to and be friends with and love the people that I currently am disappointed in. Right. And I think the way to do that is to say, okay, maybe I realize that there are people in the world who aren't that great and like that people are maybe intrinsically kind of bad sometimes and very selfish. And if you strip all the veneer of the world away, people are kind of greedy and selfish and, you know. They don't well, care yeah, that much I'm just going to be other. like, I know you're garbage. Yeah. But I love you anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Because if you don't act that way, then you're going to be miserable. I, I I really think that there's some artists who have been trying to portray this, uh, this very conflict that you're kind of talking about. Um, And for the record, what she's saying is that you notice that people behave in ways that put other people at risk. So they will right. go out. The, yes. What has happened is where we are right now mm-hmm. in the state of the the world and in the country and in the Carolinas mm-hmm. is that we have a pandemic just ripping through mm-hmm. the whole place. Yep. Everything's on fire. Everything's infected. And these very intelligent people, science, scientists and doctors are begging and pleading and saying, please don't do these things right now. You can see Mama later. Mm-hmm. You can take that vacation later. Please stay home. Yeah. I am. I know. Staying home. And I am doing what the smart people are asking me to do. Mm-hmm. But I seem to be one of the only ones. Right. And and that means that all these other people are g- genuinely pretty selfish. It certainly appears that way. Right. They're behaving selfishly. And these are not the people that I would classify as like, you know, the hoaxers and the conspiracy nuts. Those people reside in their own little nut hut. Right. That I don't give any attention to. Yeah. Because I know that they are beyond reach. Right. Sure. The people that I'm referring to are the ones that I know Mm -hmm. are intelligent, Mm -hmm. are educated. They believe the virus is real and they are still choosing to behave in ways that put themselves and others, including me, at risk. And what they're saying when they go out and do these things is that they don't care if I die as a result of their choice. Right. And that hurts. It should hurt. It does. And it's really painful. And it makes you think, maybe these people aren't as good as I thought. Right. And And that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And I think... It's it's depressing, and a lot of people don't want to hear it, and they don't want to think about it because it's it's sad. But there have been artists and works of art that have tried to explain that sort of idea about the nature of good and bad in people. And uh, just as an example, I would use Breaking Bad. Walter White, most I'm assuming everybody's seen it. Yeah. Uh, Walter White's character was somebody who seemed like a genuinely good guy and cared about his family. And then when all of it was taken away from him by his cancer diagnosis and everything, he turned into a criminal who became selfish and was willing to hurt other people and became a selfish jerk who put other people's lives at risk so that he could get what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think what the virus is doing is the same thing. It's putting people in positions where 
their true colors are being shown. They're being, their selfishness is being shown because they're being put in this position where they're being rewarded for it. I mean, we don't reward people being selfless in the, in our culture at all. Especially not, yeah, here in America, being the capitalist mm-hmm. base society that we are, you're right. Mm-hmm. We do value and support and uphold people who are selfish and mm-hmm. self-motivated. Um, we see that as a, as a positive. And so I feel like it's not that surprising that when the chips are down, people that you didn't think were selfish turned out that they actually are. The reason they appeared that way, that they weren't selfish before, was they were motivated by other reasons. But that's been stripped away by COVID, just like Walter White's cancer diagnosis stripped it away from him. Right. When you, I guess what you're saying is like when you're motivated to be good, you will, quote unquote, you will be good. And you can appear to be a very selfless and thoughtful person who would never do anything to hurt another person. Mm-hmm. But when the chips are down and you give them other motivation, they, they'll they do what makes them most happy regardless of if it puts other people at risk. And that makes them seem like worse people. And then there's also just the excuses. Yeah. And I think what bothers me is it's almost like people can't seem to see beyond their own yeah. selves. So they're like, well, it's just one trip. Mm-hmm. It's just to go see my mammal or, you know, I know the people that are going to be there and they've all been careful. That's the thing that's most frustrating to me. Yeah. How do you know? You don't, <laughs> you don't really know. And um, on top of all of that, it doesn't even matter because you're <laughs> you're putting whatever situation that you're you're wanting to go do, you're putting that ahead of the fact that it might make somebody else that you have to say work with uncomfortable or live around or your neighbors. So let's say you're going to the grocery store and you're like, oh, I'm just going to run in. I'm not going to put on a mask because it's convenient. I'm just going to run in for a second. Well, if you get the virus and infect other people around you from that action, what you're saying is that my convenience was more important yes. than the possibility My ability of to run in and grab that can of Chef Boyardee was more important Mm -hmm. (laughs) in comfort, was more important than anyone else's safety and well-being. But what I also want to say is that in addition to the excuses, what's happening where people can't see beyond themselves is they say, well, it's just one thing. Yeah. But we have millions upon millions of people in the United States. Mm. And when millions upon millions are all doing just one thing, that adds up. Yeah. That's a lot of things. And once you do one little thing and you get away with it and you don't get the virus, then you're more inclined to do it again. And so you have people repeating patterns of doing this like exponentially stupid shit over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up with a whole lot of bad things happening, which is where we are right now. We have we have had now, as of this point, multiple days in a row of 9-11 total deaths. Yeah. So like, you know, what was it? 3,200 or Roughly. Ish, who died on 9-11. We've had multiple days in a row now of Americans die. At that same At that same number. Uh Uh-huh. And no one seems to even give a shit. No. It's so mind-boggling. This whole thing, especially now, now that it's really starting to heat up and the virus is not being contained, it really feels like I'm living in the twilight zone. Think about this. More Americans than have died in the Vietnam War. And think about how crazy everything was around the Vietnam War and how much we lost our minds. We have been in Afghanistan for, what, 20 years yeah. now? We've 19, lost 20, yeah. significantly more Americans mm-hmm. in the past nine months from yep. COVID than we've lost in 
20 yeah. years of war. Or in the Iraq war, which everyone kind of agrees was a pretty big fuck up, way less deaths than COVID. But somehow, no one seems to be phased by yeah. it or motivated to change their behavior, except they did. Remember back in March, we were, quote, in this together. Yeah. And like everybody was like, yeah, we're going to, we'll be in this together. Yeah, and that's we'll kind of out the along. window now. Yeah, gone. Just mm-hmm. tossed to the side. And now we're in a state, in a position where we really need to be in this together and we're not. And so then there's people like me taking it very seriously who I honestly feel like I'm on another planet. Yeah. Like, and if it weren't for the sanity of like literally just like a handful of friends who are being as careful and as cautious as we are, I would honestly start to question my own sanity. Yeah. Because when you are observing these requests by scientists and doctors to be extra cautious and careful and hyper aware of your actions and choices, which we are, and then you see people around you that you know are smart people behaving in very selfish and self-absorbed ways, you start to really wonder, like, am I nuts? It's like being gaslighted permanently. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. And I think the sad part about it is I've been thinking about that same thing for a long time. And I guess I kind of decided I I have to stop putting moral judgments on people because (laughs) if I do, I, I think that they're all pretty shitty. That's kind of where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And it's inevitable that I ask myself next, am I shitty too, right? Like, do do I get to just sit here in an ivory tower and cast dispersions? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that leads into another cycle. So, Right. No, I am coming to that realization Mm -hmm. of like, I can't spend my time being stunned and dismayed Mm -hmm. at the choices and actions of others. I can be disappointed, Mm -hmm. but what I really need to do is accept that most people are garbage. Yeah. I I honestly, as sad and depressing as that is, that's the way I've been doing it. I I really have. (laughs) It's like a coping Mm -hmm. skill. It's kind of what I, I tell people this about honesty. So I feel like in my life, I try to be honest most of the time. Like, I'm not saying I never lie, but I'm saying I try to be really honest most of the time in my personal relationships to the point where it's sometimes a fault. Yeah, no, you're so honest. It's um, embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do that because it makes me vulnerable. Yeah. Which is bad. I mean, that people could use that against me to hurt me. Sure. And it's happened to me before. But- I've rationed in my brain that I get more reward sort of karmically. The world does me better for being vulnerable than it does me harm. Now, think I believe enough could happen to me in my life and I could get dicked over by that attitude enough where I lock up and I start lying constantly and I never want to trust anyone. I just, that hasn't happened to me. But I don't think that that's impossible. And that's a scary thing to note. It, are you who you are? I mean, are you really moral? You don't really know. I just know that you have to try to Assume the things that make you operate best in this world, that make you the person you would want to be around. That's the best I can tell you. (laughs) It's sad, but it's the best I can tell you. Well, I want to be around people who value the safety and well-being Mm -hmm. of others. I do too. As it turns out, there's not a lot of them around. Right. But they do exist. They do. 
There's a few. I mm-hmm. have found a few. There are some Facebook groups out there. <laughs> Thank goodness for them, too. And I think it's good to have this conversation. I think a lot of people aren't having this conversation about COVID, but I think it's good to have it because I know it's something I think about a lot. I have been severely disappointed by the moral compass of a lot of people that are around me that I actually thought I, you know, were smart and had a moral compass similar to mine. And it turns out maybe they don't. And that's a heartbreaker, but we could not acknowledge it. We could just tamp it down and pretend like that's not true. But that's what's happening with this whole coronavirus. So everybody's just paying attention to the numbers. They're just who died, who didn't die, who got it. Yeah, for some reason here in the U.S., we seem to be obsessed with like, the death number. That's all you ever hear is the death number. The infection number. And not how this whole thing is wrecking all of society. Well, or just how um, people who didn't die from it are still having problems. Right. And even if even if you didn't get it and you didn't get problems with it, you still had to go through this year of this shit where you can't go do the things you want to do. This is a year of trauma. Right. For everyone, including those that are making poor choices. Exactly. And so... For uh, for us to say that the death count is all that we really pay attention to is ridiculous. Yeah, it, you're completely ignoring an entire mm-hmm. um, pile of extra shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're all dealing with. It's like if a whole apartment complex burns down, right? And like most of the people get out, but a couple people die. If you're like all those people that got out should be fine. Or not, or they could have third degree burns. They could be fucked up. Like it, the rest of the people in those apartments aren't just nobodies that you just throw away because they didn't die. Right. They lost their stuff. They mm-hmm. may have been injured. Right. And we, and in that situation, we seem to understand it. We have sympathy if your whole apartment complex gets burned down and somebody died in it, but it wasn't you. We still have sympathy for you. But for whatever reason, with COVID, it's like, oh, well, you didn't die. Well, and fuck you. You're in the boat with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. I don't understand that. Yeah, or if you did die, then oh well, you probably had some underlying conditions. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy and it's really sad. But I, I, I honestly I know I'm gonna harp on this, but I think a lot of art has been trying to say this about humanity since before the virus and it's just this is exposing it. Sure, no but nobody ever wants to hear about it. No, they don't. No one ever wants no one's probably going to want to hear this podcast. Yeah, no, they're going to turn it off. Um If you've made it this far, yeah, thank you. Yeah, if you made it this far <laughs> then like thank you because I think you realize the same thing we do is that you can't ignore this as an intellectual phenomenon, as a thing. Right. Right. If you consider yourself to be a moral person, you can't help but notice that people are making such morally questionable decisions that it's hard to wrap your brain around. I think that assuming that we get through this unscathed, Mm -hmm. meaning we don't get the virus and die or don't get the virus and end up, you know, Mm -hmm. incapacitated in some way. I think that this whole experience, like I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me, is going to or has already like permanently shifted how I view myself. Mm -hmm how I view my relationship with others, how I view my priorities. And when it's all said and done, I'll probably be living differently mm-hmm. than I, I did before the pandemic. I don't think anyone's going to be going back to the way it was before. I think everyone's changed from it. I feel like I'm going to come out better. I hope so. I'm going to, my goal, <laughs> assuming, yeah. assuming the best here, um, my goal is to come out more complete. Yeah. Like more whole as a person. Yeah. And valuing the things that really matter and 
tossing aside the things that don't. I certainly believe there's going to be silver lining from all this, and that will be part of it. I think people will grow, and I think there will be people who do learn more about who they are from this experience. Trauma doesn't always only make bad things happen. Sometimes people learn from trauma. Right. Corona's the same way. It's a trauma. And so everything that comes from it is going to be a mixed bag, but it's there's going to be some good and some bad, and that's just the nature of trauma. No, I think you're completely... Correct. That's very good insight. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt a lot of paranoia or we'll call it psychosomatic effects from this whole coronavirus thing because I'm so scared to get the virus that I, I, I might internally give myself like, oh, can I breathe right? You know, like I'm constantly thinking about, do I have a fever? All that is very bad for me as somebody who's kind of hypochondriacal as it is. Well, any type of anxiety is bad for me. Yeah. And so this has put a lot of that into my brain as well, which is not a good thing. I've been doing pretty well at keeping it in check, but I know there's got to be people out there suffering with that. And I totally feel their pain because it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be very interesting um, when this is all said and done and things are or sort of back to some normal see how many like newly diagnosed <laughs> agoraphobics yeah. and anxiety mm -hmm. people are gonna be out there i don't know and i know that there are some small media coverage of this but it's not what you normally hear in a depressed about the about the crisis is the mental health effects and yeah i want to bring attention to that and i think we need to i think we won't have much of a choice we'll have to mm-hmm because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are damaged from this and having to live in a different way. I think there are a lot of people just pressing it down and they're thinking, yes. if I can just make it, it's like trying to make it to the weekend. If I could just make yeah, it, if I could just like, make it. If I can it. just ignore it and like press on, like you said, like just move forward, I can continue on. And like those people are the ones that turn to poor coping habit, yep. if, habits like drinking. If, <laughs> if you're out there and that's the strategy you're using, it's going to hurt you. Uh, yeah, gonna you're going to you. explode eventually. Yeah. You can you can do that for a while. And, you know, if you think you can get away with it, good luck. But I can tell you from experience that always blows up. And usually, like you said, you'll turn to poor coping skills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> if that's what you're trying, God bless. Yeah. It's just, I guess, the reason that we wanted to talk about this right now is because, well, we haven't talked about Rona in... No, and it's real. Yeah, um, in a while, and um, things have gotten worse as far as numbers go. And it's true. The state of things, and they are forecasted to get even more worse. I know, and uh, and people don't want to talk about it, and if they do, they don't want to talk about the what we're talking about right now, mm -hmm. and that's the really sad, depressing, moral side of everything, yeah. and the way everything has changed. But it's the side of things that, I mean, unless you're just a callous SOB, I'm sure other people are thinking... No, they have to be. Or feeling something similar. I know they are. I know Even the are. ones that are doing stupid things yep, are, ha funny. are feeling it, yep. I think. I bet you could play this podcast for somebody who's gone uh, to go see their grandma across the country and didn't wear a mask and then drove and then rode in a bus with a bunch of people not wearing a mask. And they could hear us giving this podcast and agree with us. And be like, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. it's and But that's how detached you know the whole thing is as well. And I guess you could, there's a whole angle of, like you said, there's a whole crazy conspiracy angle of coming at it like COVID's not real. And we're taking all those people out of it. Like, Yeah, I don't, those people don't even factor into yeah. my disappointment. Yeah, if you're one of those people, then whatever. <laughs> like I said, you're in your nut hut alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you're way over there. Yeah. I don't care. Like, just go mm -hmm. away. Yeah. 
But the thing is, people also don't want to feel guilty about it, and they're going to hear us, and they're going to they're going to not want to hear it because they're going to feel like, oh, these are people making me feel guilty about it, which is another thing yeah. that I think is happening is that people are afraid to talk about it because they don't want to make other people feel guilty because no one wants that. I am. I don't really care if they feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listening to this. Because if they do, maybe they'll change a behavior. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like, maybe I shouldn't do well, that thing. Well, if they, if they felt guilty, they would have turned it off before now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, And th- th- that's fine with me. I just don't, I don't want to be just a person catching judgment. And I feel like there's a lot of other people that are struggling with that as well. Oh, that's yeah. another part of this whole thing. Nobody wants to be a Karen. Right. That's exactly right. And that's another part of this whole phenomenon. There's a lot of things going on. We've talked about gaslighting. We've talked about a lot of trauma. Trauma. We These are very serious, like, psychological subjects. And they're not just trivial. No. Um. But I, I'm not afraid to talk about stuff. You, I, this is what this podcast, the thing about this podcast, we're not afraid to talk about the things and maybe the ways other people won't do it. I know for sure that the root of my feelings right now come from a state of helplessness. Yes. And, you know, I feel like I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that feeling because I'm a take charge kind yes, of person. You are. That's not that's not really your bag. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the world, you know. Yeah. You're not ever going to be able to be in charge of everything. I know. And it's such a hard way to like live when you're yeah. somebody like me who's very type A mm-hmm. and like get things done mm-hmm. and boss and tell other people what to do because you know what's good for mm-hmm. them. And now they won't. <laughs> yeah. Well. Which is part of why I say that once this is all over, I, I'm going to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be living an entirely different way. Yeah. I think that's true for all of us. I think we're all, all going to be different, and I think we have generally in our show decided that we weren't going to very much talk about the podcast itself, and we weren't very much going to talk about like depressing stuff like we did today, yeah. Um, because we want to be a distraction from all that horrible stuff, and uh, I think we're we've been doing a good job of that. Um, yeah, I, yes, we definitely have. I listen to our own podcast just to distract myself, right? And so th- <laughs> this was sort of a, a, a indulgence of you know reality because we're not going to just ignore it, right? We're human beings living in the midst mm-hmm. of what everyone else is also living in, and in th- in that vein, we wanted to do a sort of a new kind of bit that we were going to call maybe looking directly. At the camera. Looking directly at the camera. Because we're going to talk directly to the audience about the show. So this episode was something that needed to be done. It was we needed to get these feelings and talk about these things. Yeah, I felt like I was getting to a point where if I didn't talk about how I felt that I was going to struggle moving forward with content. Right. I I think so too. But we have some really good ideas for content that we got. We got some really big episodes planned that we've got some some cool ideas. Yeah. Some upcoming shows or episodes that are going to be very cool. Yeah. And we're putting a lot of work into. So I wanted to tell the audience, break the fourth wall here and say, you know, guys, we got some really cool stuff coming and we've got some really big, exciting episodes coming and we're really stoked about the podcast and we're not going to be going in a direction where it's depressing all the time at no. all. And we're sorry if we made you feel bad. Or Yeah, this sad. isn't a place where <laughs> this isn't the direction this podcast is going at all. It was just something that needed to get out. And I'm, I'm really happy that we did. Yeah. And we still value and so much appreciate the people who listen. Everyone who's listening, we really do appreciate. And we weren't trying to be preachy assholes, except maybe we're a little bit. But I can get preachy. Yeah. You, you put that soapbox out yeah. there, and I'm like, 
hold my drink uh-huh. and I just climb up. Yeah, but we want to say we've got a lot of awesome stuff coming. And we also want to say we never really announced, but we, we are a weekly podcast. This episode, We release episodes every single Monday, sometimes even bonus episodes. Yeah, Tell we never mentioned that. We're Yeah, new episodes every Monday. Got awesome stuff coming. You'll love it. You'll love it. And that does it for this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on the internet at carolinasnowflakes.com. We also have a Facebook where we can have conversations and such about COVID or anything else. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And you can send us an email and tell us how we're preachy assholes and we're on our soapboxes and you hate us at... Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.